Hello and welcome to another episode of Things That Matter with your host Dr. A. In this episode we are going to hear how one community garden is operating during COVID-19. At a storytelling session hosted by Lincoln Road Garden during the New York Citywide 2019 Open Garden event, Eric Thorman, who is a Green Thumb coordinator, gave his perspective on how humans moved from being hunters and gatherers to being planters. Why is it so important that people are gardening inside the cities? We were hunter-gatherers. This went on for 6,000 years. About 6,000 years ago, there was a huge explosion of different kinds of plants. And this explosion happened um, 6,000 years after the Ice Ages, and some of them were grasses. And there were actually very important. There were six different types of grasses, and this is the story of the sixes. Um, there was corn, wheat, barley, millet, rice, and sorghum. These six, these six grasses, they're all from the Gramiaceae family, these six grasses had really large seeds, or we started collecting these and cultivating these for larger and larger seeds for eating. So we turned 6,000 years ago from hunter-gatherers to agriculturalists. There are over 500 community gardens in New York City, and like our ancestors, these gardens undertook a journey to be established and be preserved. This journey was a constant struggle since the 1970s to now, a struggle led by the New York City Community Garden Coalition, a 2002 agreement that passed and preserved some gardens while others were slated for development has since expired and there is no legislation to preserve the gardens. This leaves them vulnerable. However, gardens have continued to thrive despite this dark cloud. One such garden is the Phoenix Community Garden located in Bensonhurst in Brooklyn. Per Green Thumb's directive in response to COVID-19, the garden is closed to the public but is open to members. Garden member Ms. Vernice Walters explains why a decision was made to keep the garden open. Because the garden is very, is large, has a large enough space that we can still socially distance, that social distance is able to be in place if there is um, a number of people in the garden at the same time. So they decided that it would be okay to open the garden. Well, the members, only the members are allowed in the garden at this particular time. But the garden does have a lot of areas where sitting, few areas where you can sit and enjoy um, the aesthetics of the garden. So generally it can be used for that also. But I think that that's about the reason why, based on the meetings that we had, um, they thought it was planting season. We had compost that was coming in. We had soil coming in from Green Thumb because they had changed into the raised beds, and they wanted that process to continue. So they set up a, a task 
grid for people to come in to help um, put those things into place and to be able to sift the soil. So we really needed to get a handle on being able to be prepared for the uh, for the planting season for the season and get some seeds in the ground and everything. So it was very important to go ahead and get the garden prepared. And this particular garden, the Phoenix Garden, they the members do utilize the garden um, food um, as a food as a food source because there's a lot of different. Um, we have a lot of community plots that are open that we use to take from to um, add when we offer food to the community. And also the members share their food plots. So people do eat a lot from the garden. Steve Kastenbaum from Westwood One News spoke about this link between community gardens and food security. During Mayor de Blasio's COVID-19 update on April 29, 2020. But the MTA has decided to park idle buses because they're using fewer buses at the the Floyd Bennett Field facility. And as a result, uh, the entire facility, which had been used for weeks now for safe recreation, is now closed to the public. It's also cut off 400 people from their community gardens at a time when many New Yorkers are having trouble putting food on their tables. and, And those 400 people rely on the food that they're growing in those community gardens to feed themselves. Earlier, Vernies mentioned that the size of the garden allows members to keep their distance. However, the members decided not to leave anything to chance. So members are required to adhere to a social distancing and sanitization protocol. Um, there is a, a teams set up, like we have facilitators, we have urban farmers, and we have team leaders. So... Um, the as an urban farmer myself, if I wanted to enter into the garden, um, I I they have a dummy lock on one side of the garden. As I told you before, the garden the, the gates are locked, but there is a dummy lock on one of the garden entries that only um, the members might have access to, or or a certain amount of nim- members might have an access to that you can go into the garden and maybe work on your your plot um so the team team leader and would be in the garden at certain times so there's a time grid and so to try and ensure that there's only a certain amount of persons in the garden at at a time they would like people to access it online and to fill in um, online if this is a time slot you want to come in to the garden. And there's also a task grid on there that if you want to um, uh, put your name in, that you will be there and you will be doing this task and, and said task. So um, you can... That's the protocol for that, that you can go on and fill the grid. So the team leader will know, okay, so I can expect to be there and and I can expect this 
person or these amount of people to help get these tasks completed. Um, the tools, the, the tools that are the garden tools are in the garden shed, and they are sanitized, and the, the gloves are being washed um, and sanitized and being washed, kept washed and sanitized by one of the the facilitators. And they have a big jug of hand sanitizer and um, and another sanitizer. We can sanitize the tool handles and stuff. And the members themselves are are responsible for sanitizing the um, tools that they use um, before they put them away. And um, and I noticed that some people have. Um, have their own tools. So some uh, few, or I've noticed that people that come in to work on their own individual plots and members, they have their little bag with their own private tools in them. Older adults are at high risk for severe illness from COVID-19. In response to whether she feels comfortable gardening as an older gardener, Vernice shared this. I'm comfortable with going into the garden. Um, I'm very comfortable. I um, am comfortable with the garden members um, that are in the garden, that everyone is um, doing their part to be safe and to keep the everyone else safe, and we still want to keep the garden up and functioning, um, you know, I'm able to keep distance and um, notice that people are doing their part to keep distance also. I was there just this past Saturday, um, and I um, picked up trash from around the perimeter of the garden, outside the garden, and they were doing their Saturday food bag. People were picking up their bags, and they stand outside the garden, you know, six or more feet away, before they step up to the table. And um, so there was three people processing the bags, and there was about three other people inside the garden um, doing um, garden work, de-weeding, and doing other things in the garden. And two of those people left, and then I entered into the garden and just picked up some trash that's around the fence inside and and took a nice, comfortable stroll enjoying the flowers. Right now, the few seniors that I know that um, that I know that are involved in the garden, I haven't seen them in the garden, although I haven't been in the garden, you know, on daily basis. So, but um, when we do our Saturday, there's usually like two or three more um, older people that's usually there helping that process. And uh, I know that one of them has um, some pre-existing conditions, and she hasn't been out in the garden doing that, and she's usually there on Saturdays. But it's been younger. I've met, matter of fact, I've met three new people that I didn't meet last year um, in the garden um, that are new, and they're younger, and so they've been 
showing up. One of the young ladies has been there on a daily basis. One of the facilities facilitators told me that she's there. She has been there every day. So, um, and she's helping, keeping things going, helping around. Though members are gardening, the cheerful mood in which it is usually done has changed. Before the um, coronavirus, there was much more chatter and people were much, it was more people in the garden and people were a lot more lively and interactive. And um, the times that I've been there since, in the last couple of weeks, it's been kind of solemn, but, you know, still people in the garden, but not as actively as before. We we used to um, help each other and join each other in the plot and do things together. Gardening is a health care plan. It provides emotional release, wards off hunger by supplementing food supply, and provides healthy food that is often unavailable in many communities where gardens operate. These reasons make a solid case for why community gardens need to be protected and be preserved. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to share this episode. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. A.